0: Okay. Hey guys, welcome to 12 Questions! Yay! This is Anna Valenzuela and I'm here with my co-host Dave Yates!
1: Hey everybody, good to be back.
0: Yes. Dave, can you do us a favor and read that beautiful clarity statement?
1: Sure can. Uh, Welcome to the 12 Questions podcast. We're a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences and growth by also interviewing guests who do the same. We are not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step program. 12 Questions Pod has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply just two people that happen to be in recovery that want to interview people about their own life experiences. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening. Yeah, we did
0: Yeah! You did it. I'm really, really excited uh, for today's guest. From the first time I met you, I think we were doing like Bar Lubitsch or one of those like mm-hmm. LA, far of off of the, the side one. of a bar kind of a yeah. show. And I saw you and I was like, I want this person on the podcast. And so mm-hmm. I'm really, really glad. And it, since I met you, your life is just like not. Not unexpectedly, totally unexpectedly, just like blown up in a beautiful way. So I'm really excited to have you. And we let our guests introduce ourselves. Who are we interviewing today?
2: Chappelle Lacey. Yay! Hey, Chappelle Lacey. Uh, uh, uh. Don't, don't judge me for my room. I'm being real vulnerable right now.
1: <laughs> uh, is, it, is it because of your Oasis sign? <laughs> oh, no, y'all can see that all you want, you know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain that all day
0: i love your joke about loving oasis that's i, cool.
2: I love that band
0: <laughs> that's great <laughs> it's that's great about it. now are you out here in la are you i, I like you've moved out here you're originally you were from arizona before right
2: yeah i'm originally from arizona yeah, yeah. but i'm yeah i'm in la i'm nice. in i'm in la right now so yeah. oh, arizona's too hot
0: yeah yeah it's too hot it's too racist it's too weird i'm not into it
2: that june heat comes wait Mm -hmm. i only
0: get booked out there in june and july and i'm like it's nice (laughs) it's nice to know um how far down the rung i am
2: (laughs) i I will say what is cool about arizona is that because it because it is so hot and like there's not much to do it's like people do appreciate uh, entertainment out yeah. there, so and like free people, air conditioning. Yeah, and that yeah, you know your air conditioned. <laughs> so you know that's always like a big plus about uh, Arizona is they appreciate entertainment because literally, I, I work. I've worked at I've worked in hotels for like um, six or seven years, I think. And um, literally, anytime like people would come down and ask, like, you know, what's what's there to do out here, I go.
0: Eat. Eat. You can go skydiving. I went skydiving out there one time. I mean, (laughs) I got a sweet Groupon. Scared the shit out of my boyfriend. He was like, Uh "This is a Groupon." I'm like, "Shut up and get in the plane."
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you guys did that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) It's not scary. Bungee jumping is scary Uh, because there's no. Ukrainian ex-soldier strapped to you, keeping you safe. It's uh it's just you and a rubber band, and that is terrifying.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Now we'll go look into that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just they just like they basically strap another person who's jumped out of planes their whole lives to, to you and it's it's super what, easy. What's
2: wild though is uh I'm actually past their weight limit. So like I, I would have to do it by myself.
0: Oh, too yeah. buff. Too buff.
2: Yeah, too buff. I'd say that. Too buff. (laughs) I prefer prefer the term thick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's always
2: appreciated. I like that better.
0: So we're going to ask you 12 questions that are kind of like from a recovery perspective. And I know that there is so much going on right now. So I'm very interested to find out how do you experience surrender? Um,
2: Surrender? Surrender? Like me personally, yeah, yeah. I think surrender um, to me, uh, understanding—that's mm. what I think surrender is. Like sur- surrender is when you come to terms of just understanding. You're no longer uh, saying what it is, and it, like, like especially when it comes to an- another person's life, another person's perspective. Um, I think you know. And and I don't think surrender is a bad thing, but it's just, it's just coming to terms. Yeah. So like how I, uh, um, what I personally think of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have experience with like anger management stuff,
2: right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yep.
3: Yep. <laughs> well, I think I
1: think like surrender and acceptance kind of go hand in hand, you know, like mm-hmm. just like the 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 constant trying to like let go of a situation or a feeling. I think that's, you know, the, one of the main ways for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, like like you said, the let go and like w- when, um, I think it's awesome because then then you feel this like uh this like weight or this release. Yeah, but it's and 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 it's such a different experience than like people actually think. You know, people want to hold on to something so tight, and it's like, you know, sometimes you just like like let let that down. You know, let it down mm-hmm. and and just come to an understanding. It's and it's a, and it's. I think it's one of the most beautiful things to to help someone walk through life a lot smoother.
3: You know? Yeah. Yeah yeah it
1: just it helps not be so tense like and rigid you know yeah. like like i get i get in those moments where it's like i i'll have i have to realize it's like my jaw is clenched and there's no reason for it you know yeah like, you do like, like- yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> i love a grump <laughs>
1: My, my episode was a long time ago, but we could do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I already did this. <laughs>
3: I love it. I love it.
1: So, Chappelle, what's the most insane moment you've ever had in your life? Most insane moment, good or bad, doesn't matter.
2: Insane moment. Um, insane. It's something that I just thought was insane, good or bad. That's a good one. I like that one. Insane. Um, probably when I realized that uh, my uh, stepfather no longer had power over me. Okay. Well, when I when I made him uh, eat his words, I think that was like a big, powerful uh, moment for me in my life, um, and to be able to. Um, forgive them, you know, I think was like, it, it, yeah, because it, it, I think about it all the time. It's just like, yeah, like, it, it's one of those insane moments because that was like, uh, that moment helped me realize, oh, I can do this all the time.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it, it, I was like, if I could do it with someone that I just gave all the power to, then yeah. imagine what I could just do with that for the rest of my life. And that was like, I'd say that's probably one of the more, like, insane um,
3: yeah.
2: moments. In my yeah,
1: like a, like a revelatory thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, like, you know, opened, um, it, it, like, just opened this door for me to just walk in and explore. There was just so much to explore with that. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't just for the situation with my uh, stepfather, And for those that know, I grew up with an abusive stepfather, but, um, you know, to, to realize that and like now, like it's, it's not even that I'm even trying to have power over him. It's just like, I, I have, I have control over me, Yeah, you know, which was like, ah, just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. One of those, like, it was, it was a very beautiful, beautiful, insane, uh, moment, um, in my life. How old were you when you hit that moment? Man. You know, it was, I I wouldn't say it fully didn't happen. (sighs) Probably when I like, when I was, you know, on, on the works of moving from Arizona to LA. So that was, uh, two and a half years ago, almost. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, when I was like 30, 31, is when I like fully like felt it. And it was just like, Oh shit. Cool. You know,
0: I had a very similar experience. I was, I think 28, when my sponsor chased me into therapy after my mom died
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I went there because I was very angry and mm-hmm. I was, I put my hands on somebody and, um, and I basically told the therapist, all I want to do is deal with my anger. I don't want to talk about my childhood. I don't want to deal about this other stuff. And um, she forced me to do some grief work. And, and then we've got into, she finally got me to admit that I grew up with neglect and abuse. Mm-hmm. And, cause I would just say, you tell yourself as an adult, well, you know, other people had it worse, you know, or other people,
3: yeah. you know,
0: and it's like, yeah, every, comparatively in the history of the world, yes, other people have had it worse, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's neglect and abuse. And I went through that exact same thing. Yeah. When I got to that moment of forgiveness, I was like, that's when I started doing stand up. My world became huge. Mm-hmm. There's so much energy that I was keeping inside, collecting resentments because I couldn't let one, one thing, I couldn't let this big part of me heal. So mm-hmm. I, I so relate to what you just described, that mm-hmm. big it's like that moment in the movie, the labyrinth, when the protagonist looks at David Bowie and goes, you have no power over me. And his whole world crumbles. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, like, you, like you said, like you just, I don't know. It's like, um, I don't know. Like it, it feels like this fucking burst of just this wild energy that mm-hmm. hits you to where you're like, huh? You know? And, and like, I, I, like I have no ill will. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like any hate. Uh, which is another beautiful thing, which I'm like, like, that's one thing that's like really uh, gotten me excited is that like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, there's no hate. Oh Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah. I don't like, yeah. He doesn't like, he doesn't get to have my hate, you know, like that's how I think he doesn't, you know, like my anger and my energy go to things that are for me, you know, my Mm -hmm. hate doesn't go to him because it, doesn't belong to him. It, it, yeah. Like my anger doesn't belong, you know, to him. It belongs to me. That's that's my tool for for that's like my fuel for my um, my own personal gain. So that's what's yeah. like beautiful when you just you know really let you know f- figure that out in life. It's just it, it's a it's a it's a powerful thing. Powerful, powerful beyond um, more than uh, people actually realize.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it frees up so much bandwidth, you know, when you take that energy and, and, and you can use it for other things rather yeah. than, you know, op- operating with a, a quarter tank of gas, you know, yeah. when, you're, when you're constantly concerned about, you know, uh, you know, the other people, as they say, around 12 steps, is like that rent space in your head, you know, like once yeah. you let them not occupy your, your thoughts, that's when yeah. you can really be, be free surrounding that kind of stuff. Um, how does, so with that, like, how, how do you make decisions now that you're on the other side of that? Um,
2: every decision I make is, uh, um, everything, everything I do is, is slowed down because that's when I'm at my best. So, cause that helps me think, uh, logically. So I'm, I'm never like, when I make a decision, it's never off of a quick reaction. Um, it's usually strategic, you know, because that, that's, that's what I know I deliver my best self. You know, like um, if, if I, um if I'm feeling agitated about something or irritated with something, like if, 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 you know, my girlfriend does something, you know, that just bothers me, I, 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 I have to take it slow because I also want to, give her the fairness, you know, like if I, if I want fair, what do I need to do? I need to deliver fairness to her. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, do everything and I, and I, um, you know, everything is taken back more so than, um, just go it's so it's, it's so a lot of it's like taking back. and say, like, okay, let's, uh, let's look at this angle, this angle, this angle, this angle. And I try to get all that down as best as I can so I can deliver everything Within uh, reason, within logic, and not just, you know, see something react. You know, yeah. Cause I know me personally that um, when I would do that, it never, I never had the best outcome. No. You know, yeah. because when did I have time to think? Right. Did it, you know? Right. So, so I, I know that's like one thing for me, you know, uh, when it comes to that, it's just I have to slow it down.
0: And realizing that you have the ability to do that is so hard. There's some I've I've noticed sometimes in some relationships and work relationships when I used to work in treatment, sometimes the goal of the person coming at you is to get you to move at their frantic pace. And I always used to say, you know what, this house is not running at the speed of whatever you have going on right now. I need a moment to think about this. And I will get back to you with my response.
2: 100%. and I never liked that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but, it, but it's it, but it's I mean, it, it's I always think like how do how do I want to deliver my best? You know, yeah, and, I, and, I, and especially now and realizing how dangerous I was with, you know, when my anger wasn't in control.
3: Yeah,
2: um, I, I I put so much into consideration now that I do. I, I mean. It just works best. It's, it's one of the best uh, ways for me to, you know, handle those kinds of situations.
0: Was it kind of hard at first to practice that muscle?
2: Um, yeah, you know, I mean, through, um, through well, not, not, I wouldn't say hard because mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that's always like, just, I'm just always curious and wanting to learn and wanting to understand. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever want myself to feel like I've capped off, you know, when it comes to, like, learning something. So just me constantly learning and always on the search um, to find better and to always have the knowledge, it just, it, it's helped me in this way to where it's organically just, like, flow through and yeah. made sense for me to apply this, apply uh, things in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very much I I do. My therapist is a cognitive behavioral therapist, and it's all about like, oh, I feel a thing. Let's be curious about this. Let's yeah. okay. Let's sit down. Okay, could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And oh, I, get, almost, yeah, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid of my emotions anymore because I dealt yeah. with the big ugly ones. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's,
2: it's more, yeah. It's more, I geek I geek out over it because it's just it's it's a it's a I don't know. I I think when someone finds that, you know, you're just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I have something to do. I'm, you know, I, like, I, like if I get bored, that's when I'm like crazy. And it's like, wait, 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 I shouldn't be bored. There's so much for me to Mm
0: -hmm. out there
2: for me to understand, for me to learn, for me to educate myself on. And I think, uh, one of the things is like, I think, you know, one of the foundations of self-respect is education, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and I think that's like a, And I don't know how many people even realize that like Mm -hmm. when you educate yourself, you're doing a big service um, to you, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Which, which, which helps you deliver to others. You know, that's what, that's like how I think of it. Yeah. It's a peace
1: is an inside job, you know, like how much, how much am I willing to learn to affect what's outside of my little orbit? you know yeah. like so the the work i do inward in will ultimately whether i realize it or not affect those around me because it's just you you emanate a different energy when uh, you become more contemplative and less reactionary yeah. and i mean for me i i hate apologizing or making amends to people so that's usually like when i'm about to react i'm like i don't want to really have to apologize to this person later so yeah. like i'm i'm going to
2: dial it back you know
0: yeah. What what would you say is the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in this journey? Um
2: uh, most interesting thing. Um uh, Yeah, that's a good question too. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> um uh, most interesting thing is um I, I would I would say the most interesting thing is uh probably how I broke the cycle
3: mm.
2: you know um there's so much about me in the environment that I grew up in that it was uh that that's what I was and to you know it, it, it takes a lot to get out of the environment that that you only know
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: even even like I mean yeah there's people in environments and they still see they still see like oh that's a good thing there's the, the good things outside of their environment but a lot of people don't believe that that could, ha- that could be them. You know, a lot yeah. of people just assume like, well, this is my environment. This is, I, I, I can't have that. That's, you know, that's, they're, they're lucky enough to have that environment. And, and it's like, no, you can have it too. Like, I didn't think like, uh, you know, like I, I took a lot after my stepfather. Cause like, like the, the abusiveness and the, and the violence, you know, like that, that was like my natural reaction to things was, was violent. So, to, to, uh, to actually come out of that and um, be where I'm at today, I think it's one of the most, like, interesting things about, like, this uh, journey that I've been on.
0: Yeah, that you're, like, not locked into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I, th- and, I th- and I think the
1: unknown is scary to people. Even even if you're in a a, a a a dark bad situation, you know, it's the situation you know and you're familiar with. You know, so for me, like my, you know, when my drinking was the worst, I knew it was bad, and I was comfortable in the insanity because I also feared the outcome because I didn't know. Like it was the it was the unknown. Like if I stopped doing this thing. I don't know if I'm going to be myself anymore. You know, am I, am I going to lose something by, you know, by, by going into this unknown?
3: Yeah. Well,
0: I, I think we're experiencing that on a social level right now, like with everything going on with COVID and with just our constant, I mean, our, this is the resistance. The revolution is coming. Like, and to watch people really feel so scared at just making common sense changes to break the cycle of PTSD and abuse on a social level is really fascinating to watch. I'm like, wow, maybe we all need to get some trauma <laughs> worked yeah. out right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when I hear people talk about like, you know, they, um, like I wish 2020 was over and it's like, no, don't wish it was over. Mm-hmm. You know, ride this out, right, ride, ride it out because you, you're going to cause cause what you're going to have, you're going to have a story you know you're going to have something to talk about you're going to have something to um share you know with with others for the better you know that like don't run from this it's 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 happening and and, and let it happen because you know it it's you you're you're getting you, you're getting that understanding you're getting that learning and it, and it's it's only it's for you like that's why that's why it's it, everything's existing right now that's why these things are mm-hmm going on it's it's for us to learn you know
0: yeah yeah i love that what's one thing about yourself that you would like to change
3: um would i like to change it's a good question too
1: Um, We should call it twelve good questions. Yeah, about every
2: question, twelve good questions. Uh, One thing probably that I would like to change. Uh, (laughs) I can be I can be a bit of an introvert. (laughs) Mm. You know, I could be like pretty like on my own and to the side. And uh, a lot of that is just because I don't want to set myself up in a situation to where, like, I react in a certain way. So I, I usually, I'm i pretty, like, kind of reserved, you know, when it, mm. when it comes to uh, certain things. Not that I don't want to talk to people or anything like that, you know, because I love people. That's, that's how you learn. But there's times where, yeah, I, you know, I can be a bit of an introvert.
0: Like social situations, that kind of thing? or like, Yeah,
2: it's like, I ain't going there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. I'm an extrovert, and I really struggle with after parties. Anytime I'm at some sort of, like, event thing where you're supposed to shake hands and kiss babies, I'm like, <gasps> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
0: If it were a backyard barbecue where everybody was making tri-tip sandwiches, I'd be good to go.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel you on that. <laughs> I, know, I gotta get better at that. But yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you experience fear and anxiety?
3: Um. Same as uh, fear and anxiety. I think that was uh. I.
2: You, I, I wouldn't say. I, I don't have like much anxiety.
3: Mm-hmm. Um.
2: Because I do a lot to. Uh, you know, control myself and my thoughts and you know especially through a lot of chaos um Mm -hmm. i mean well yeah so the way i i guess i you know control it is i um you know i go i i well, i just go what am i able to control as i speak what am i able to get a grip of Mm -hmm. as i speak what like what what do i have right in front of me right now it's like uh things that i do to uh help that like I'm, I'm like if, if it was like a struggle with money you know mm-hmm. I, and like and I'm just like and it's just on my mind on my mind on my mind then I, I I go wait 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 wait. what do I have right now what am I able to do okay I'm able to do this I'm able to do this I'm able to do this I can't control that situation necessarily right now but if I you know push forward in these things something's gonna find its way through so that's how yeah. I pretty much do that well
1: yeah, yeah. no, no. I would say, like it, 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 devol- it involves like a good deal of honesty. You know, like you have to be honest with yourself, and then, yeah. and then it's one of the uh, another one of the good questions is like, how honest are you you with yourself and those around you? One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent
2: honest. Hundred percent. I have to be. Oh man, because yeah. when I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I was I was not like the honesty. Like like I, I journal very intensely. Like in, in these. Ben's back here is uh, filled with like, all my journals and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's where I let out everything like, like, my insecurities, you know, my fears, you know, my happy moments, you know, sad moments, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it is, I I, I let it out. I have to, I have to, um, I have to do that.
0: Have you always been a journaling person? Or um, did you learn it somewhere?
2: I think I've always been into writing to be honest. Nice. I, just, I think I just always felt it, and it's just always made sense. I don't know. Uh, I still haven't figured out where that came from, but uh, I think it's just something that I've always just, you know, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that, that's one thing, yeah, I don't know where the hell it came from, but I think I've just always written uh, and just always been very vulnerable. Yeah. You know, when it comes to uh, writing.
0: That's
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I need to get I need to get better about journaling. You know, like I'm I'm fairly honest with myself and those around me. And I guess the thing with the honesty too is like, at the end of the day, when you're honest with someone, and you know, if they leave or they don't stick around, or if you know they decide that your paths just aren't aligned anymore, you can at least rest on the fact that like, well, I was honest. Like, I, at, at least I was that. Like, if nothing else, I was honest about my situation you know yeah. with, with with the people around me
2: yeah that's how i feel even even like with uh with with anything i do with anything i do um like obviously yeah yeah with stand-up as long yeah i i want to be honest um as long as i'm honest you know like i'm happy with it like even things i've done in life like uh uh you know being a cheerleader i wanted to be honest with myself about that and just like yeah this is what i fucking do this it, like I'm not doing this to like, cause it's different and not a lot of dudes do it. It's just, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It's like, like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. You know, I want to be honest about that, you know, skateboarding, playing guitar, like any, anything like I just want to be, um, you know, cause, cause those things, you know, you apply honesty to those things. Yeah. And like that's what makes, um, helps people understand you. Like it, when I'm honest with myself, yeah. People get a very solid understanding of who I am and it never, necessarily confused or like question me, you know? So that's why I think being honest, 100% honest with myself uh, is just like one of, like a very important uh, thing.
3: Yeah.
1: and that too, I it's just, I think a lot of people sometimes are uh, like are ashamed about the things that they really enjoy, or like they feel like they got to keep it close to the chest, you know. Like I, I like I like this thing that maybe not everybody likes, you know. Like whether it's music or whatever, you know. Um, like I'm a big Fish fan, and uh, it's the easiest band to shit on. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> it, but but it makes me but it makes me happy, and and yeah. like I'm not. I'm not banging on people's doors forcing them to like the music that I yeah. like, you know, cause I listen yeah. to for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, li- I listen to everything. I mean, like w- we've chatted back and forth about the Henry Rollins show on and yeah, yeah. like,
0: yes, it's such a great little, show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the the
2: a fan, a fan painted that Henry, uh, Henry Rollins painting
0: for me. Oh yeah. I,
1: yeah.
2: I saw that. It's dope. Yeah.
1: Can
0: I, yeah, but- if you guys are fr- uh, fans of the fanatic, I'm going to plug a friend's podcast right now. Jimmy Calloway has a, um, a podcast called the worm turns. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, it's like, it's just as good, if not better than what fanatic is doing. It's oh, okay. great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Jimmy. Jimmy's a comic and Jimmy's a big music nut too. And it's like, yeah. I, like music in general is just the best, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, and it, and it's like I don't need to convince anybody anymore to like the thing that I like just yeah. to just to like the thing that I like. Yeah, you know, and, and that and that goes for a lot of different things. But it's it, it, I mean it's a it's a very easy uh, bridge bridge to gap with music yeah. because you know I I'm more concerned when I meet someone that's like I don't fucking listen to music like that to me is more alarming. <laughs> <laughs> then someone who's Don't into like, like devil or something.
0: <laughs> You're like, who hurt you? Yeah. Who hurt you? What guitar jumped you in an alley? What happened? Bro, <laughs> I,
1: I, I had a boss back in the day and we used to go drive to do trade shows when they were in the surrounding area and he would just drive with in silence, like no talk radio no music, it's just excruciating, excruciating.
0: Well, to be fair, when I got to a certain point in my recovery, I learned how to drive in silence and that actually became like a meditation for me. And people would get in my car and they'd be like, are you not gonna turn music on? I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. And also like, I'm a huge anime fan. I'm a 38 year old anime fan, I'm the biggest dork. And I'm like, I don't care, come for me. I love what I love. Yes, that's an anime soundtrack on on my Spotify playlist. You're gonna have to deal with it or you can select whatever kind of trash music you like (laughs) (laughs) so it's yeah it's all about like being self-honest and being proud like for me it's always like that there's a confidence that comes from that Mm -hmm. you know just like yeah i I do what i do yeah
1: i think age too has a lot to do with it like i think with the older you get like like your give a fuck tank becomes empty about like what anybody else is doing or thinking about you you know and it's like when you, when you meet someone who's really old like 60s 70s you know and they're just like ah just fuck it i i i, I don't care
0: so uh-huh. that was very much my dad he was very into music he was a cheerleader when he was in high school he got in trouble went away to ya came back became a cheerleader just saying some Here of the toughest go. men I know are <laughs> <We're> fucking cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> More wild bunch. Yeah, wild bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was one of those people that just liked what he liked, and he liked it so hard, and he didn't care what anybody had to say about it. Same. Yeah.
2: yeah. You got to go in.
3: Yeah
0: exactly life's short why try to be cool i'm always telling my boyfriend my boyfriend's younger than me and he just turned 30 and i'm like you're 30 stop trying to be cool it's over
3: it's over (laughs) live your
2: your life and like you
0: exactly exactly um you had mentioned forgiveness earlier in the podcast and um how do you and and you mentioned a little bit how you experienced that do you want to? Usually, the eighth question is, "How do you experience forgiveness?" So you've kind of already shared that. Is there anything you want to add to that concept?
2: Um, I know it's uh, it's <laughs> I'm like a weird one when it comes to it. Like, like I'm never, I never look for forgiveness for me personally. Like, if mm-hmm. someone um wants to like, like uh, how do I explain it?
0: Is that because you forgive you?
2: Yeah, I don't like I don't like like I don't need an apology Mm. or anything like that. Like, cause I guess I just I don't know. For me, it's kind of like that. I don't know that that doesn't mean an apology doesn't mean much to me. Uh, It's just not something I've never looked for. Like I've never looked for someone. You know, like if someone did me wrong or whatever, blah blah blah. Like an apology, I'm just like. It's so funny because uh, my best friend, <laughs> he he knows this so well because he, he's he's a sorry person. Like he's always saying it. Like, me too. Whenever, whenever he whenever he would do shit, he was like, "I'm sorry," and I go, "Tommy, I don't fucking want an apology." <laughs> you know, like like you saying sorry to me like doesn't mean anything. I was like, "You're just speaking," you know. And and you know, over the years, obviously we've been friends for like almost twenty years now. But um, uh, it's just and he gets it. He goes, he understands why I don't look for it because I'm not holding on to what you did um, so tightly. Like, it's like very loose to me because it's like, well, I could sit there and dwell on that. You know what I mean? But like the apology is not like, you know, I'm never, I'm never looking, I'm, I don't know, I'm just never looking for it. I just, it's something I never really mm. needed. Yeah. You know
1: well then, then that kind of leads into the next question, and then maybe it's uh twelve good guests that's what we try to do. <laughs> uh, uh so so it's like so question nine is like what's the most surprising amends or apology so like maybe we'll focus on the like have you ever gone to make something right uh you know that maybe you've done wrong and had a surprising experience from that?
3: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh
2: yeah there was this one time that was a light bulb i like
1: that i love know.
3: it yeah
2: oh <laughs> uh, i think i was in so funny i was uh i was in high school and i had to take summer school because i was like so far behind in, like grades and shit and like mm-hmm. in my summer school i had to take uh, like I was going into a senior year, but I was, I had to take like, uh, freshman English and freshman history. <laughs> so I was just like this older kid. And,
0: Saves. And Saves. The, like, <laughs> <pretty> younger
2: kids. <laughs> and it was fucking, it was pretty hilarious because they were all scared because I was just, you know, I was, you know, pretty much somewhat along the size that I am now, you know, just looking all big in these seats and, uh, I was in summer school and, um, uh, I was, I was, so, uh, a family had taken me in, um, like ba- basically adopted me and, um, not legally, but like, you know, they, they pretty much yep. take me in and, uh, our, the English teacher needed us to get something signed. She was like, uh, have your parents sign this? And I, and I was just like, Hey, you know, I got no parents, you know, uh, to sign this and she kind of got snappy with me or whatever. I, I can't remember exactly why, but I remember um, she was like, well, you better figure it out, something like that. I said, lady, did you not just fucking hear me? So said, I ain't got no fucking parents. And then she goes, Where you?" <laughs> she's, uh, she goes, <laughs> she goes, well, you better go find some. I said, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I said, find them for me. I know it was aggressive. And, and like I said, I used to go fucking 100. I said, fuck you, bitch, go find them for me. And then the class was like, because they're just young little you know, or- <laughs> yeah, they're like under their desks, yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so we, so the teacher and I had this exchange, and then I want to say closer to the end of the class, uh, she, um, I, I went up to her and I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for snapping like that, and then she apologized as well, yeah, uh, which was really cool, and uh, she was like, If you, if you, you know, it doesn't have to be your parents, you know. Um, if you have, like, a guardian or something that can help you out, you know, just an in adult, in a yeah. that, that'll that work too. And, and you know, we came to this, like, you know, uh, you know, that, the, the agreements. I don't know what the hell you want to call it.
0: Understanding. That. You keep understanding. understanding. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And so that was, like, one that I was like, oh, shit. I knew it was going to go like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's always cool, like, when an adult can, like, realize that maybe they fucked up and get down Mm -hmm. like get get to a kid like get to your level you know like that Mm -hmm. always felt the best like what no matter what the circumstance was it's like okay you hear
2: me that's sometimes all anybody ever wants is to be heard i know yeah exactly and i like i don't know what she thought of me or whatever like you know because i was pretty quiet you know i'd like you know yeah i was pretty quiet but like a lot of people were just like scared of me you know and and so, you know, it's usually them quiet ones you gotta watch out for. <laughs>
0: but, she probably, she probably was a little intimidated and reacted rather than responded and then realized it sounds like you both realized simultaneously there was a yeah. way to respond.
2: Yeah, and I don't think I started it off I probably didn't start it off great. I said, Hey, I ain't got no parents. Like yeah. I think I was just shouted like that. And like not a lot of that was coming from like, you know, a spite for you know, my stepfather, you know, for kicking me out away from my yeah. you know, my mom and my siblings. And, you know, then for the longest time I was mad at my mom, you know, for letting it happen and not even realizing that she was going through a lot of craziness with him too. Yeah. She didn't get the physical abuse, but, you know, she got the verbal abuse and he made her, my stepfather made her feel like she had to be with him. She couldn't go nowhere else. Right. She, you yeah. know, like she, like she had, you know, major confidence issues to get out of a hectic situation you know so um uh and i think you know all that you know but but like all that anger just like i was just like man i ain't got no parents you know and i Mm -hmm. felt attacked when she said you know get your parents to sign this initially so i felt attacked you know
0: In my opinion, in the judge and jury court of Anna In Your Memories, I'm going to say that she should have just said, Chappelle, see me after class.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That would have been like, hey, just see me after class. We'll talk about it then. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's something going on, we should talk about it. And also, why wasn't the school making her aware? Like, all of my teachers knew that my dad was dying. And Mm -hmm. so, like, when I went to school and had all these weird behavioral issues or would just completely fall asleep in class because – I couldn't sleep at home. They they all were in communication. They all knew something was going on, yeah. and so it, it's it's unfortunate that that teacher didn't have that information. That's yeah, yeah. But how is your mom still in that situation?
2: No hell no. Good <laughs> yes <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> no. We live in life.
0: <laughs> nice. Did but, she like? Was it shortly after that, or did she like? Not get into much detail, but you no,
2: know. you're you're fine. I see. I, I want to say I was. Uh, I was like oh three, when he wow. had to keep me out, and so I think she didn't leave him until oh nine, maybe. Wow. And 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 you know. um one of the things like this was in recent conversation and I didn't know this cause we've never really talked about that situation. Cause I remember it very clearly, you know, like she, she worked the overnight shift at a hospital and, uh, mm-hmm. and she just had got home. So it was like early in the morning, like I was getting ready for school and like my stepfather had, you know, just th- threw all my shit in trash bags and, had them outside and um,
0: trash bags are the number one tool of a super abusive, neglectful parent. They (laughs) love bagging your shit up and throwing it away. It's their favorite Uh,
2: thing. Uh, (laughs) They were my suitcase for a while. But anyways, uh, (laughs) no, um, you know, I I want to say like earlier, earlier this month, you know, her and I were having a conversation and I, and she had expressed to me, how heartbroken she was, you know, when that had happened. And I didn't know, she, I didn't even know she felt that way. I didn't know that she was heartbroken. I didn't know what she felt. I didn't know if she was just like, you know, clueless to it or whatever. Like, I didn't know she felt something. Yeah. So it was like actually kind of cool for her um, to let me know that because it, I don't know, like our relationship is just, you know, have, has been growing, you know, uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, when she expressed that, I felt like her, my, my relationship with well, my mom, like, hit, like, another uh, yeah. level, which was, like, really fucking cool.
0: That's really awesome. She yeah. must be so proud of you to watch you get out of that situation and just thrive and, 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 like, make it,
2: you know? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, she's expressed that I've, like, inspired her, you know? Fuck yeah. So, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it's that's real amazing! Cool.
0: Oh, and your sisters are all good. That's
2: that's
0: all good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. sister's got
3: like
2: six kids. I can't remember all their names. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting. I'm like, damn. I like, I would have to see them every day, you know. But like, they live in Arizona. I live here. But she got like six, and I'm always like, I remember the oldest. Okay. The oldest, like, yeah, because I, yeah, I was around. Them. You know, I was around them.
0: You're gonna have to get them numbers. Like here, you yeah, guys were at one, two, three, four, five, six. Or there. like a
2: ref like a ref like
1: a reference card. Like yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need some details about you because yeah. I'm just gonna keep a little sheet here. Yeah, just a exactly. little one sheet on who the yeah. fuck you are. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I remember the, the, old, the oldest and the, the, the youngest, which is uh, cause she's the only girl. So the youngest is the only girl. So I remember their two names like and then she's got twins that that fucks me up, you know. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> are they fraternal twins or are they maternal twins?
2: Uh, which is which?
0: Uh, I w- I think fraternal twins is they don't look similar, but they're still twins. Uh, Saturday, Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, that. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I, mean, of I just kids.
2: forget which name is goes with. No, I'm like. Ah.
0: My, uh, a good friend of mine, she stays, they full-time in their RV and she stays when she's back in California at a house where these two little twins live. And every, her and her husband have a running gag where every time they see the twins, they call them different names. So they'll they'll be like, hi, Deborah. hi, Shelly. And the girls are like, hi, they're used to it now. They think it's a really funny thing. And that way they get out of actually keeping them straight.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Twins, twins mess me up. Those are the ones that like mess. Me. I'm like, man. I'm like, why you guys got to do that? Both <laughs> of y'all got to be here. Both of you have to be here right now. It gets me every
3: time. You
0: have to put a bell on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> How are you keeping yourself sane right now on a day to day basis?
3: Like,
1: like, do you have a spiritual practice or a meditation, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, every day, uh, yeah. Like, when I first wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is. Uh, workout, which is like an important oh, thing yeah. to me because it's, um, it, it helps me lock into a zone that sets me up for the rest of my day. It's like, mm-hmm. if I can lock into this workout and accomplish it and like, you know, feel good after it, then it just, you know, really sets a tone, uh, for my day. That's like one thing. And then I, uh, you know, I hit the journal, um, which like, I just can't like give up on, um, uh, which yeah, there's just something about it that I like, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's really what what helps me keep my sanity through a lot of this because, like, you, I mean, everywhere you go, you know, any, like you you know, you go on your phone, you go on your you know, you turn on the TV. There's just something about something that's just gonna drive you crazy, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, um, and like, and I'm not saying I'm blinded to. Situations because that's not the thing. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how do how, like, how do I react? Like, how can I react to these situations? How how can I react? Okay, what's my what's my when, when where do I react to my best? You know, like you know. So there's there's so much that goes into it, which is what I love. I love uh, constantly having this like uh, puzzle or equation to figure out throughout the. Um, day or just, you know, to, to be able to keep the sanity. I love, I love it. Like, like, I'm like, that's like one of the biggest things I'm always curious about is my sanity. Yeah. You
3: know,
2: it's like one of my biggest interests. I love
0: always, that. Like, yeah. I love that. See, I knew you'd be a good guest on this show. I knew it. So <laughs> you do one set talk to you for like 15 minutes was like, he's going to be a badass guest on the
3: show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do, do I do-, do a lot of work, you know, so.
0: Do you have yeah, a and const- that's, yeah. Oh, it's uh, no, i was like that's <laughs>
2: we're, we're
1: failing at this we're we're Go guest, for it,
0: Dave. terrible
1: house. no i just uh it's that's the overall thing of the podcast too it's like even though anna and i are like uh you know clean and sober people it's like we wanted it, it we want to interview people that just like do, do work, work. like yeah. yeah. Do work on themselves. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be anything specific, because I think a lot of people, you know, can benefit from hearing that other people are doing the work. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier. It's just like when you can see a way out, you know, uh, then it might be a little less scary for anybody,
3: you know. Yeah, and, well, yeah. I, and
2: I always just think with myself, like more so now. Like I'm not trying to tell anyone anything. I'm just trying to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, that's like my biggest thing. I'm not trying to like push an agenda. I'm not trying to push anything on anyone uh, because I believe, you know, people should be able to have that free think and, and, and exploration. I'm just, I just hope, you know, just through um, genuine dialogue that, uh, you know, people, I can, I, people leave, with something whenever I have a conversation with her. Right. That's all, that's all I, I, I hope, you know, I hope for it just through a genuine dialogue, but like, I'm not trying to like, you need to do this, you need to do that, yeah. you need to like, yeah. like, that's, that's, uh, it, uh, I don't think I've ever, you know, impact anyone, impact, have impacted anyone uh, through that. I've always, uh, you know, just through basic conversation, I've, I've learned that through people, you know, reaching out to me after a conversation they had with me and just, you know, and I, and I realized, oh, I, well, yeah, I wasn't pushing anything. I was just, you know, yeah. just being in conversation, just, you know, uh, a world of understanding. Yeah, I
0: yeah. love that. Yeah. Do you have, like, a higher power concept? Who? Like a higher power, like a god, or god, oh. no god, that kind of thing.
3: Oasis. Oasis. Oasis!
0: <laughs> the Gallagher
3: brothers. <laughs> the Gallagher brothers are God.
2: that'd be so funny. That's
0: (laughs) that'd be really. Are they? Wait, hold on. Is Oasis still together? I heard they disbanded. Okay.
1: Yeah, don't they hate each other? Like the Gallagher brothers hate each other, and one of them is in a new band, right? Like the they both have their own solo, uh,
2: stuff that they do. Is it They talk. They 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 both do really well with their solo stuff, and they both talk shit about it. (laughs)
0: That's great.
2: They both talk about each other's solo <laughs> stuff. And they both do really good.
0: It's, it's like rapper beefs, but like with the yeah. two whitest, saddest people.
2: Yeah, and it's so funny. It's a, And they live close to each other. Their kids go to the same school. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing. It's like... I th- go ahead. I... I think a
1: good idea for a sketch would be like you, but your consciousness, like your good and evil is one of each of the Gallagher brothers oh. on your shoulders oh. and like telling like, tell you what to do. And then eventually they just end up fighting each other.
2: Yeah. Oh, that'd be the greatest. Oh. Amazing. I love them. Uh, oh. Higher power. Um, uh, I don't know if it's like a, a specific one, but I, I do um, reach out, you know, um, I think I think it's a way that um you know, I think everybody has their own individual way of uh finding their um groundedness. You know, they have their ways of uh doing that. And um, you know, I I like to do it like my, my best friend and my brother passed away. Um my best friend passed away in 09 and my brother passed away in two thousand thirteen. And um I, one of the things that I, you know, do because they were, they were the two most significant people in my life and uh, two of the biggest supporters I've ever um, had in, in my world. And to not have both of them there anymore uh, has taken a toll on, uh, you know, my life. And, and one, thing, one, way, one thing that I had figured out was like, well, why don't I just, because I'm a writer, I was like, well, why don't I just constantly write things? And so I have these like, these uh, specific journals dedicated to them where I, I just write them letters and I just let it out and let them know and and, and talk to them because, you know, when they were here, they were those, uh, those were the people, you know, for me, uh, you know, so like, I'd, I'd say like, that'd probably be like, my um, way of, um, you know, um, relationship with, higher power because that's, that's what I consider them, you know, um, now that they're no longer here. And I feel like, and you know, there's just certain situations that will happen to me in life where I feel like, you know, I'm like, man, that's, I feel like that's something they would do. Like um, one of the craziest situations um, probably when I became friends with uh, Joe Rogan and that was through like a, genuine, just genuine conversation, you know, backstage at the comedy store, you know, and, and, um, you know, I was just back there waiting to go up and usually, usually when like, you know, the big dogs that I don't really know are back there, I usually just sit there quietly, you know, kind of just, you know, wait for my, uh, time. But he started talking to me. We, we got in this deep conversation about, you know, uh, our fathers, you know, like the way we were you know, treated and, and, and then anger and then it just kept going. And then we started talking about books and then, uh, you know, as I was leaving, he was like, you know, what's, what's your Instagram? What's your number? Like, all this stuff. And I was kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, like, uh, as anyone <laughs> would. And it was just so organic. And, and then, you know, it was, what's wild about that is it, the connection I found with my brother with it is the fact that my brother, the last conversation we had, he wanted to um, start training to become a UFC fighter. Mm. You know that was the last conversation we had before he had, and he had passed the next day. So it was like this weird, you know, like you know Joe Rogan being involved in UFC yeah. and all this stuff, and you know talking these conversations with him, and and then you know that being the last conversation with my brother just felt like like oh shit, like I don't know, it just hit me in a weird way that yeah, just organically like like a, this fucking light bulb or something just popped up that I was like oh this is actually kind of. Kind of wild that this is a
3: uh, mm-hmm. uh, happening. So
2: yeah, the comedy
1: store is a magical place, uh, and I also i I have I have a tiny Rogan story. Uh, like a couple of days after my father passed away. I was hanging at the comedy store uh, and two of my good friends, Carrie Mitchell is a bartender there and Brett Erickson, her, you know, we come from Peoria. And like, it was a couple days after my dad died and Carrie's like, come sit in the back. So she, she was tending the back video room bar and we're sitting there and like Rogan's just chilling like four feet away. And it's just like, I, I was having my water and I was just sitting there and I was thinking to myself, I was just like, you know, like if my old man was still around, like he would think this is the coolest shit that like mm-hmm. I'm just able to just be in the same vicinity as people that are are really doing it. You know, people yeah. that are really, you know, like, you know, at the com- at the comedy store, just just and just I am like you, like I just I'm pretty I'm pretty chill, you know, like I don't.
0: Damn it! You're fine. I had it happen, too. <laughs> I can edit it out.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, let me go right back. I'm finishing this podcast.
0: Right. we're almost done <laughs> <laughs>
2: so good. Damn it, my recording.
0: I love it. I love
1: it. But just me- to be, just to be in that environment, I think too, is just, it, there, there's just something about it, you know? And, and that's why your, your story reminded me of it because there's just certain moments where you could like take a deep breath and just be like, I, I, I'm on the right path. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's so much Mm -hmm. doubt in what we do sometimes in comedy and just, where you know, and then there's those little moments that like are just like, hey, you're where you're supposed to be. And and that's kind of the way I felt.
2: One hundred percent. Like, like the the unique thing about my brother and best friend was they were my, my protectors. They were like my protectors. Very, 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 very protective of me. And when specific people come in my life today, I feel like, I feel like they've put them there, you know, like my brother, and my best friend has put these people there. And just based off the way these people treat me and, and how they are to me and the type of love they sh- show me, it reminds me of like, you know, it, it, it's like my brother and best friend are still saying, Hey, we're, we're still here.
3: You know? right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's it's kind of cool. I definitely, um, I also write my parents' letters often and, mm-hmm. um, I definitely, especially in my first couple years when kind of a lot was happening real quick, I definitely could feel my mom around me all the time. I could yeah. always just imagine her in the front row, heckling, being yeah. crazy cause she loved to stand up and she was very proud of me. She just couldn't help herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like. I definitely have those, those synchronicity experiences as well. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where you have to experience death and grief in order to know that it's like trying to explain it to other people. It's like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I know they're here.
2: I was like, I hope they're understanding of this, but, but yeah. 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 Cause it's always like, I was like, I'm going to just say it. Cause I was like, I don't know how to explain it.
0: <laughs> I totally get <laughs> you.
1: But
3: I was nah, like, man. "This
2: is what it is," you know.
3: Yeah, I, I we're totally we're,
2: we're all part we're all part of the grief club. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's and it's you know, it, it's it's a thing that yeah, it, it exists and and it leaves a lot of us that are you know still breathing a lot of questions, a lot of you know like confusion where, where to look to, and all of a sudden you know when these things start to happen for you that you're like, oh shit, they're in a sense still around
3: yeah
1: yeah it's like the universe letting you know you're gonna be all right
3: yeah
1: yeah last question what would you tell someone just like you so if there's a if there's a Chappelle lacy sitting out there somewhere what would you tell someone who is just like you
2: i'd say slow down and hold on to who you are Mm. uh you know Growing up the way I did, like, you know, I was always told that, you know, I wasn't black, you're not black, you know, like I was ruled out as being black. And, you know, just based off of this, these interests I had and, you know, the world of punk rock music, you know, skateboarding and, you know, and playing the guitar with heavy distortion, uh, you know, people tried to take something away from me. And, um, and I believed these people. You know, because I heard it every day. I heard it everywhere. I heard it at at home. You know, here I heard it at school, and you know, um, and and I, you know, I've always held on to it. But like I, 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 I didn't hold on to it with confidence. So that's what I mean when I say uh, hold on to it. You know, because it, like, all the shit that I've always had interest in and been made fun of about has gotten me. Some of the has put me in some of the coolest situations that have like benefited, you know, that I've like benefited from. So, um, that's what I would tell uh, someone like me, and also to, uh, uh, what, what was the other thing? What was that? What did I say? Uh, oh, to, to slow down, you know, because I, I did feel like I just fucking ready to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was, yeah. And, 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 like, like I said, the, the, the lack of thinking. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what I mean when I say slow down, like because you know, you want to be able to think. And the thinking is, it's I don't know, it's, it's fucking beautiful. What I like, I like, I, I said, and I, I'll express it again, like, you know, the importance of just education. and I, And I'm talking beyond school, like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: no, like, you're not finished when you know, when you get to the last page of a book, you're not finished, like, go beyond the textbook, you know, because. All that textbook does or whatever, you know, the book you're reading, it, what it does, once you finish that book, you got another fucking door opening. So, you know, like, I don't know, like, I just, I just always think about that shit. And, um, and that's, that's something I would tell, um, uh, um, someone like me. Bam. We
1: did it.
0: We did 12, it.
1: 12 good questions, 12 good answers. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm sweating my ass off here. Yeah. We got it. <laughs>
2: uh, I, always, I always try to give, you know, very thorough and, you know, give you give people enough whenever they, you know, ask me questions. So.
0: You're amazing. You're amazing, Chappelle. Think- where can people find you?
2: I only do Instagram. Everything else is boring to me. <laughs> 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 so, at Chappelle Lacey. Uh, Instagram, just hit me up. Holla at Hell you. yeah. Hell
0: then, yeah.
2: So you can check out my podcast. It's Managed, where I pretty much... It's just me, me talking out my journal pretty much.
0: So, I love awesome. that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah. Dave. Anna, <laughs> you can find me at Fund on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at com. You can reach this podcast at 12 Q Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Uh, so if you have any questions, you want to send us a shout out, go ahead, email us. Um, and, uh, it looks like my other podcast is going away sad, but catch the last few episodes of Chupa and the, and the Cabra.
1: And you can find me at Yates Comedy on all social media Y A T E S Comedy. If you need some hot sauce, I make a smoking hot sauce called Ha Ha Hot Sauce. You can uh, follow that on Instagram at Ha Ha Hot Sauce and order some because uh, I'm not doing stand up right now. So uh, hot sauce equals I get to feed myself. So
2: that's where we're at. I can't,
0: Chappelle, have you had the hot sauce yet?
2: No, you gave some to uh, Michael Turner. Uh, so I got to check it out. He has it.
0: It's really good. I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's really good. And I used to make my own salsa and sell it. And I'm a real salsa snob, real hot sauce snob. It's excellent. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, all right. How we end this podcast is, um, Chappelle, if nobody's told you this today, we love you.
2: Oh, I love you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you. My girlfriend better say it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Dave, if nobody has told you this today, we love you. Love and y'all. if you're listening and nobody said this to you today, we love you. Bye. We fucking
1: love you. Take care of yourselves. Thanks yeah, wash your know. damn
0: hands. <laughs>